Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Welcome to Ticket Manager's All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, hospitality, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss audio platforms in the digital age, where they fit with sports and partnerships, as well as some fundamental sales tips is Jim McLeod, Executive Vice President, National Partnerships for Odyssey, Inc. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jim. (laughs) My pleasure. So let's just dive in with with Odyssey, new name, but but definitely not a a new company. So tell us about Odyssey and and if you could describe the the role that that it plays in kind of our sports marketing ecosystem. I know you've got partnerships, lots of partnerships with both sports properties and brands. So just kind of give us the lay of the land, if you will. Yeah, so Odyssey, uh, we just rebranded the company eight weeks ago and Entercom, uh, the previous name of the company, uh, had been around for over 50 years. And over the last three years, we've gone through a major transformational change. Um, we acquired CBS Radio a little over three years ago. And that's when I joined Odyssey from Major League Baseball. Uh, the changes that were going on through the organization, through the acquisition, brought a lot of new assets under the under the portfolio. And over those last three years, we've added to that with acquisitions on the podcast side. We've acquired uh, a sports betting subscription product in BetQL, and um, you know we arrived at a place where what our company had become wasn't reflective through the name Entercom anymore. And so we've rebranded the company to Odyssey and uh, we're excited about the name change. Uh, We think it truly reflects the Odyssey platform or the audio platform that uh, we represent. And it's, you know, audacious. It's this Odyssey journey. And we become this multi-platform audio leader in and around uh, sports, media, news, music. And so we're super excited about the prospect of uh, where we're going. And uh, I can tell you that it, it has a prominent uh, place on my home screen, uh, your, your app. Listen to, to lots of lots of news and, and sports through, uh, through the app. So, um, yeah, I mentioned, you know, just a, a, a really large number of, of partnerships uh, that, that you have, um, you know, in, in, in the sports world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, about those and, and then what your responsibilities are specifically as, as EVP of, of national partnerships? 
Yeah. Um, so we have over 40 team relationships across all of our uh, different markets, and it varies from, you know, MLB to NFL to NBA. And those team relationships are super important. If you think about uh, the 48 markets that we have within our portfolio of radio assets, these markets truly are the home of a lot of these sports teams from an audio perspective. And so, you know, while we've focused on transforming the company uh, into this national multi-platform audio leader, we'll never lose sight of our roots, which is our ability to provide a local voice. And so while some of our competitors have, you know, national syndicated voices, we lean into those local voices in those markets that truly understand the community um, that represent that fandom from that market. And so as a result, you know, we are, we have really deep relationships with these individual sports teams to cover the games, to go deep, to provide a platform and an outlet to reach fans. And, um, you know, we use that megaphone to distribute uh, that, that information to fans on a daily basis, providing 24 hour a day content, uh, seven days a week. So that's on, on, on the team side, you've basically got those, those media rights, but then on, on, on the brand side, that's where, that's where you come in. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about, um, about the brand partnerships. You know, when I joined from major league baseball, I was running corporate partnerships at the league. I had been at MLB for nine years and, uh, what they tasked me with doing was, you know, subsequently after the acquisition of CBS radio, um, we had this national scale. And so how do we take this traditional local radio company from the past and transform it into this national multi-platform audio leader? And so if you think about our setup here with 48 markets all operating independent of one another, it's very similar to 30 clubs that all operate independent of one another. And so with what I was tasked on the MLB.com side and the MLB, you know, running corporate partnerships at the league, it was a very similar model. And so, you know, over the last three years, uh, the organization has gone through further change. Um, We've had to implement a lot of process, you know, scale the business, you know, educate the marketplace, to be honest with you. I think sometimes there's a perception that, um, you know, radio is this medium that um, brand partners don't value and, and they couldn't be uh, further from the truth. You know, part of my, my education process was obviously understanding the medium, but from a content perspective and what we're providing uh, our consumers on a daily basis is, is passion for, you know, news, passion for sports, passion for their community. And so, when you bring that to the forefront, you educate the marketplace, meaning brands, on what we have to offer and the audience that we reach on a daily basis. It really provides a great outlet uh, for them. And so, you know, we've really focused on one hiring, you know, additional people to represent our portfolio of assets. You know, we sell holistically across not only just radio, but you know, the Odyssey app, um, our podcasts. And we build a multi-platform audio program. And so, 
You know, we've added a lot of partners to our portfolio, blue chip brands from the Geico's of the world to Bank of America, to U.S. Bank, to Dell. And we're providing solutions on a daily basis. And whether that's around sports or news or music, uh, we serve them how they want to reach uh, their customers. Are there any of the particular partnerships? You mentioned you know, a few examples there, but any that, that really kind of uh, you're particularly proud of or that, that illustrate really well what, uh, what it is that Odyssey offers? There's a lot of different partners that we've brought on board. Uh, specifically, the betting category is one right now that is super hot. You know, we'll be making some announcements here you know, over the coming weeks about additional programs that we'll be doing in and around sports. But you know, BetMGM is an important partner of ours. You know, on the NCAA front, Geico is an important partner around there. Uh, bracket challenge that they do with us. Um, Quicken Loans does an NFL pick'em program, and then um, you know, in terms of some of our podcasts, you know, we have Kevin Durant's podcast, uh, JJ Reddick, and you know, this past year we've done we did a pod friends, which was unique, and um, you know, Dell was looking to reach small business owners, and if you think about what small business owners. Uh, they're rolling up their sleeves day in and day out um, to run their business. And so they don't have time to attend a conference. And so while we were planning this prior to COVID, um, it really came to light in a unique way because what we did was we built, we built a podference that reached small business owners. So all of our podcasts across, you know, um, all of our different genres were geared over one week during small business week to reach small business owners and the topics that were discussed included, you know, how they run their business from a podcast perspective. Uh, so, you know, JJ Reddick was talking about having small business, you know, influencers on his podcast. And we had uh, other small business owners on podcasts and we had, you know, just the whole scope of, um, our talent speaking to small business all packaged together in a unique way. And those are the types of programs that we're doing now where we're promoting it across all of our uh, radio stations. We're having small business owners on our stations in the markets that are from Chicago or from uh, New York or from Dallas um, speaking to uh, that local community. And that's really where we shine. You mentioned the partnership with BetMGM. You also have gotten, uh, Odyssey has gotten into that space, acquired uh, QL and, and, and formed something called BetQL. You want to talk, talk about that and, and, and how that kind of fits in with, with everything that you're doing? Yeah, we, we acquired BetQL um, and, you know, it was certainly complementary to our portfolio of assets. You think about our sports stations uh, that we have and our ability to reach those rabid sports fans on a daily basis with our sports talk content. The other thing, too, is in terms of our first party data that we have. You know, you think about traditional radio companies, one of the biggest surprises for me was the amount of first party data that we're actually sitting on. And you think about the number of people that call into our radio stations on a regular basis, combine that over 50 years of being in business, and we have a robust database that's super local and um, as well as national. And so with the acquisition of BetQL, 
you know, the BetQLs is a subscription sports betting product. And our thought was, you know, building that into our ecosystem to reach customers on a daily basis. We thought we could grow that in a major way and help drive, um, you know, that business forward. So, you know, we're in the early innings, but the early signs are, are super positive of, you know, what we can do with that assets. And we're, we're bringing the BetQL name to light uh, in a more, uh, we're bringing it more front and center through our media channels. You know, that's the one thing that we have that a lot of, a lot of partners or competitors don't have. We have this megaphone that reaches so many different consumers on a, on a daily basis. Well, and it, you mentioned that first party data, uh, and that's been you know a constant topic of conversation now over the last few years uh, for a lot of sports organizations. Talk a lot about it on on, on this interview series, and you know it, it, you're right. It, it, all of the time that I've been involved in this, you know, I always looked at when working with sports properties, looked at, at the media companies and said, boy, you know. In general, they're a lot more data driven. So, you know, I think there's a lot that that the sports teams and organizations can can learn to become more savvy about data by you know looking at what what media companies have done. And I would imagine there is a real opportunity. I mean, you talk about a powerful combination of the the listener data that that you have. Put that together with with ticket buying data, merchandise sales, all of that kind of stuff. In my mind, always looking at it from the sponsor's perspective, it, you know, is that something that that a sponsor can then tap into to say, "Hey, you know, you guys have all this information, you know, share it with me, and and then we can really build some great activation programs together." Is that kind of yeah, where, where you think going? Yeah. So our ability to provide data to our customers is, is huge. And I think sometimes there's a misconception in and around radio and audio that, you know, we don't have that level of data and, and we do. And so part of it is an education process to our customer base to provide brands with that level of attribution. And so, you know, now that we've come out with you know, the Odyssey brand and rebranded the company, we are um, very much trying to be a thought leader in this space because, you know, we have a new brand. We have a very exciting story. We have big plans on where we want to go. And so, you know, we're using our megaphone now to really show people and show brands and show consumers we're here and we're here to stay. And where we're going is not considering us that traditional radio company anymore, but rather this multi-platform audio leader. And, you know, by not spending dollars with us, you're missing a huge audience. Um, and, you know, in, in regards to, you know, uh, sports and news, there's no one in the audio space that compares to us uh, with our platform. And, and so, you know, it, it's a unique value proposition that we bring to the table. There's also a lot of discussion in our business right now about how do we attract, engage, and keep a younger generation of fans, you know, whether that's among the, uh, the teams, their media partners. There's been a lot of attention, of course, you know, paid to the, the video side of things with, with streaming and, and providing content in, in different ways than just a you know, two or three hour live broadcast of, of a game or a match. It, 
But I'm wondering where where, where audio fits in, or where, where do you see that uh, fitting into that kind of new uh, with those new generation of, of fans? Look, I, I view things through the lens of people's most valuable asset is their time, and audio lends itself really nicely to people's ability to multitask. And so, a lot of people have asked us, you know, has has the has the consumption habits changed during COVID? And and you know, while we're seeing people starting to commute again and, and um, you know, being in the car, you know, our, our over the air continues to grow. Our consumption across our Odyssey app has gone, has skyrocketed and through connected devices and people, you know, multitask and listen to what they want, when they want it, how they want it. And I think for us, we're, or I know we're betting on the future of audio and its place in, in this world where people's most valuable asset is their time. And so with the acquisitions we've made, the products that we have and the consumers we reach on a daily basis, we have a huge opportunity. You know, there's never been a more, a more important time for audio than right now. And, you know, we see it just with the level of, um, questions that we get from brands on a daily basis, the amount of activity that we're seeing in the marketplace in and around audio. And people are really trying to figure out how do they bring their brand to life through audio in a, in a unique way that's reflective upon their brand, because it hasn't been a, it hasn't been something they've focused on in the past. And so our holistic audio approach it is super important to our success long-term. It's not through one lens. It's how do we bring it to life across podcasting, across over the air, across streaming, and what that sounds like across each platform is different. What you're saying is really, it's it's an exciting time to be in, in, in our business and your business. <laughs> Sometimes it may be a little bit disconcerting trying to figure out all of the, the new technologies and figuring out how to communicate and, and, and deliver content to, to new audiences. But like I said, that's also exciting. And, and there are so many potentials. You talk about betting, you talk about podcasts and, and you know, these, these opportunities that didn't really you know, exist for, for those of us in sports marketing before. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really, really uh, interesting uh, place to be in, in, in a time. Uh, yeah. I compare it to, uh, to the days of MLB.com, the early days, you now having been at MLB for nine years, when we were educating the marketplace on digital and how they should be activating across uh, digital. And, and so there was an education process that took place. And once you built solutions for clients that connected um, across the entire platform, across digital, across mobile, you were able to bring a brand's partnership to life. And um, you know that required education. And I view what we're doing at Odyssey for many brands right now to bring a marketing platform like the Dell Pod Friends to life or some of these other programs. I don't think they were conceptualized before and now we are and we're bringing it to life and we're building case studies to then bring to the marketplace to educate other clients on this is what we can do for you, but let's build it for your brands and customize it to your brand and what you're looking to accomplish. 
Well, and you use that word educate. And I think that's, you know, a good salesperson is, is also an educator or should be. And that kind of leads me to uh, the last question for you before I let you go, because you've had a really successful career as a sales executive with CBS, Major League Baseball, now Odyssey. You know, and I'm always fascinated by by, by folks in, in sales. Uh, you know, it's a skill that I think, you know, uh, I certainly, you know, have never been uh, a great salesperson, but I, I admire the heck out of people who can do it. And we have a lot of listeners in, in sales, whether it's ticket sales or biz dev for corporate partnerships. So I just like to, to leave it with any advice that you have uh, for other sales professionals, particularly those in, in, in the sports business. Yeah, look, my opinion on it is, you know, you want to be solutions oriented and to keep it simple, people do business with people they like. Obviously, you need to have a product that is compelling and you need to provide solutions to your clients. But if you approach business the right way, you do it in a fashion that's transparent, you work hard, I don't think you need to complicate it. And so, you know, part of joining Odyssey was taking on a challenge of helping a company through a major transformation. And so, you know, for me, having been at MLB for nine years, it was an amazing experience. I learned from a lot of great people. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a good person and you have that drive to help transform and move a business forward, there's nothing you can, can accomplish. You do it the right way and you build a playbook that you can then bring to uh, other organizations. And so um, at the, you want to be around good people. You want to, you know, my success is solely tied to the team I, I've assembled here at Odyssey. There's a lot of great people and, you know, they're a lot smarter than I am. And, you know, the, what we're accomplishing or, or what we should be accomplishing long-term is to truly make Odyssey a household name. And that's, you know, that's a, that's something I welcome with open arms. It doesn't mean it's easy. You know, there's some challenges as you work through that, but as you come out on the other side, you build a culture and a team that, you know, no one can take away. So um, it, it, it's super exciting time and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be part of the ride. Well, great. And we certainly wish you the, the best of luck with that and uh, look forward to, to checking back back in with you and, and uh, seeing how things are going for you and, and the team there at Odyssey. So, Jim, just want to say thank you so much for, for taking some time today and, and uh, sharing what's, what's going on there. I know our listeners will, will appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jim. Thank you. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching. And please join us again for the next episode in our all-access interview series.